Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Memorial Day weekend, and earlier this week, I was out at Pier 88 here in New York City for the 35th annual Fleet Week kickoff with the arrival of the Naval and Coast Guard ships along the Hudson River. It was amazing. Hundreds of servicemen and women with the armed forces manned the rails of their ships as they sailed into New York City. Fleet Week runs until May 30th, with over 2,000 service members from the Navy, Marines, and the Coast Guard visiting New York City. And while I was down there reporting for Fox & Friends, I met up with several people you're going to hear from today. Susan marinoff Zausner, she's the president of the Intrepid Museum. I also talked to Rebecca Parks, the regional president of the USO Northeast, and Frank Russo, who was the president of the New York City Naval League and also a U.S. Navy captain. So please enjoy this special Memorial Day Fleet Week episode of the Janice Dean Podcast. Rebecca Parks is the regional president of the USO Northeast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Tell me about your job. What do you do? Uh, I lead our uh, operations and programs and all of our business development and fundraising for the USO across the Northeast region, which is from Maine down to Delaware. Wow. And there are other regions? How many? There are other regions. There are five. So I have colleagues who have the same responsibilities across the country, Southeast, uh, the central region, the Midwest, and the West Coast. Um, we also have two overseas regions, the uh, East, Eastern European EMEA region um, and the Indo-Pak region as well. That's a lot that you have to remember, and congratulations, <laughs> that was great. Um, set the stage of what the USO is doing this week for Fleet Week. For Fleet Week, we have a series of programs starting uh, this morning with the Parade of Ships. We will have two pop-up USO centers, one in Times Square, one over at Pier 88, uh, where the USS Wasp will be. Um, our USO centers around the world are a place for respite, gaming, entertainment, programs, or a place to just relax for service members. And we're able to bring those now to locations, non-permanent ways, um, but they pop up and they're there for when we need them. You know, when I think of the USO, I think of all of the entertainment that they have done over the years and it's really you know expanded we have. We've done a significant amount of entertainment. We still do. Um, the entertainment's evolved because the whole in, you know, entertainment industry has really evolved. And so our entertainment consists of movie stars, YouTubers, singers and songwriters, and you name it. Um, and we bring them all over the world with us. Some of them are our greatest ambassadors. Um, and we also bring them to virtual programs. So we have military virtual programming. And so we're able to reach many more service members and families that way. Mm -hmm. Tell us about uh, the event uh, celebrating women of the sea services. 
So the USO, like many organizations, diversity, equity, inclusion is really important part of our mission. And it's really important that, especially for female service members, that we do some unique things to celebrate them and to support them. And so the USO has a transitions program. Um, we're there to help uh, service members and military spouses uh, develop career plans and career decision making. And so this event will be an opportunity for female veteran business leaders in New York City to meet with some of the sea service members that are here for the week. Uh, they represent some of our big partners like the NFL, Johnson & Johnson, and UBS. Um, and they'll be talking about their career journeys and provide some mentorship and an inspiration to the young female service members. That's awesome. Tell me about the flag that people can sign. So the mission of Fleet Week is to connect the civilian and military community, and the USO is part of that. And so we have a walk through the USO history over Memorial Day weekend on the Intrepid Pier, where it will culminate with the ability to sign a flag, send a message of thanks to service members, uh, sign up and follow the flag. And we will be sending those flags to service members deployed in Eastern Europe, uh, where we've built some new centers this past year in places like Poland and Romania. Um, and they'll be able to receive that gratitude and know that the American public are thinking about them. I think that's really important, right? We always say thank you for your service, but what can we do to really, you know, express that gratitude? Right. So this is one way of expressing gratitude. People can do it from all over the world and virtually at uso.org slash thanks. You can send a virtual message of gratitude, um, but also learn more about the USO. The USO is an organization that's there for people who serve. And by Americans supporting the USO, that's one way to do that. How did you get involved? What, what brought you to the USO? I've dedicated my career to the nonprofit industry. I've worked with several nonprofits all over the world, um, in in Europe, in America, uh, in, in many other places, and um, it felt like a great way to give back, to be able to give back to the country and be able to be part of leading an organization that does great things every day. Are you from a family of service? Uh, my great grandfather, my grandfather uh, was in World War II, and I do have a young cousin who just joined the Navy. So I'm seeing it from a couple of different perspectives now that I hadn't before. What do you tell people who want to get involved in helping the USO? So the USO is run by over 20,000 volunteers in addition to our staff. We rely on them. We need them every day for a variety of different uh, activities to help our operations move forward. So we're always looking for volunteers. So that is one way to get involved. Um, we have, uh, uh, as a nonprofit, we are relying on the generosity of the American public through donations, foundation support, corporate partnerships. And so anyone who's looking to get involved can go to our website and there are lots of different ways to connect and find out uh, different ways that you can get involved with your time uh, and, and support. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously a very exciting event, Fleet Week, uh, that happens through the Memorial Day weekend. What are upcoming events we can look forward to? So Fleet Week is, is obviously one event in New York. We also have our colleagues out in L.A. that are doing Fleet Week as well. Um, and we have programming that goes throughout the year. So we will have our summer events. We will then head into back to school time where we have a lot of programming that supports military children as they go back to school. Uh, and then our USO holidays. So starting at Halloween time where we're supporting military families all over the world to celebrate Halloween. Um, and then all of the holidays that would take all of us through till the end of the year. Uh, we have several programs that are there to connect, strengthen, provide resiliency to families that are often separated dur during those critical times. And tell us how people can get in touch. People can get in touch at our website, uso.org, uh, and you can find out a lot of information by heading there um, and looking at different ways to engage with us. You know, this is such a special event. Uh, you know, it's been happening for 35 years in New York City. We see uh, the men and women in uniform. It is really touching and a good time to say thank you for your service. 
Yes, this is a great time to say thank you for your service. And really, we want to say thank you all throughout the year. Um, and again, uso.org slash thanks. You can go there and send a digital message, and it will reach service members all over the world. Um, and I've seen them read them, and they really do appreciate uh, the connection and the gratitude that we, we bring to them. Sometimes just a message can really bring a bright spot in a day. Absolutely. A message, a card, a flag, they all bring bright spots, as well as we send care packages all over the world, too. And those provide the opportunity for service members to you know, when they haven't had a set of toiletries for a while, uh, just receive something that shows that we're thinking about them. Well, thank you for all that you do with the USO uh, today and enjoy Fleet Week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Susan Marinoff Zausner. The intrepid president is with me. Tell me about this exciting event today and through the week. So today is the Parade of Ships, and the Parade of Ships kicks off Fleet Week, which is just the quintessential weekend in New York that the general public can get to say thank you in person to all of those who serve our nation uh, to protect our freedoms. And it's just incredibly important because they do this for us and practically invisibly. So this is an opportunity. The Intrepid Museum is so impressive. Uh, You know, every visitor that comes to New York, I always say this has got to be at the top of your list. Um, Tell me about some of the things that makes it so special. First of all, the Intrepid is the centerpiece. The actual ship is the centerpiece of this entire complex that has the most unbelievable artifacts that talk about history. But what make them so meaningful are the people that served and the stories that we tell about those people. So we always speak about how we're the intersection of history and innovation. And what we do with that is we relate it to what does that mean today? So if I even bring that back to Fleet Week, we talk about our service men, and it was only men at the time on the Intrepid, and as I said, their intersection with technology and how they helped to protect our freedoms then. So fast forward to today and to Fleet Week, we are honoring and saying thank you to those who are doing that today. Um, but we get to tell these stories, and the the most exciting thing that we're all encountering right now on the Intrepid as, um, as colleagues is we're using state-of-the-art digital Um, virtual reality, augmented reality types of methods to deliver this type of history. And so we always have to continue to move forward to figure out how will we attract these younger generations to history that is being told less and less in the history books or in school. Um, So that's very exciting for us that we get to honor at the same time we get to educate Um, but educate in ways that our future generations wants to be educated. Right, and I think it's really important to bring your kids here. You can see a space shuttle. We have the space shuttle, the very first one that flew, Enterprise. Uh, We have the only nuclear-guided, all right, you ready? Nuclear-guided missile submarine open to the public in the world. It took me five times to get that when I had to first say it. And then um, we also have the Concorde, the fastest commercial jet. We have the Blackbird, the fastest military jet um, of its time. We have 28 other aircraft. So there are so many exciting 
artifacts and then you come here and you're wowed by them, but then you learn the meaning behind them. And, um, and our visitors are equally as wowed by the personal stories that they learn about the members that's, that served here. You must also see people, veterans, that come on board and that must be really touching. It is, it is so heartwarming and um, just a little story about when we had our 70th anniversary of our former crew members of the commissioning of the ship. And um, we had Vietnam veterans who said to us, this is the first time we feel truly welcomed home. Oh. And, and we, were, we were saying thank you to them and they were saying thank you back to us. And I think every one of us had the most emotional weekend that weekend that just connected us even more to our mission. And Fleet Week is so spectacular here in, in New York City. The thing that makes it really special this year is this is the full year without a pandemic kind of looming over us. Exactly right. We had two years really without it. Um, and then last year, it was still kind of questionable. and People were still in masks and keeping distance. But this is just full on Fleet Week, which not only gives us the opportunity, but it's great for the servicemen and women who are coming in that can really feel the grasp of New York and how we want to say thank you. How did you get into something like this? It's a very odd story. I had um, a background in sports. I was in sports for about 15 years. Um, and when the my last job was the WUSA, I was general manager of the New York team, the New York Power. And when we folded, um, a headhunter called me about working here. And I just didn't understand the correlation. And she laid it out. And she said, it's a business. And you have to... Um, market your team and you have to assess your infrastructure and you have to build out your mission and um, really went through a lot of the business aspects and so I said I'll give it a go and 20 years later here I am. Me too sister uh, and you've been telling me how this is really a well-oiled machine you have to have the crew to back you in something as important as this. I think the best thing that I personally have done here is been able to surround myself with the smartest and the best people. We have an unbelievably passionate team who knows what they're doing, they're experts in their field, and it really is a well-oiled machine. And not only that, but um, the entire team here also knows how to respond and how to be proactive. And so um, I think everybody really embraces that empowerment to do what they do best. What's the future for the Intrepid? Well, we're doing a lot for the future, for sure. Um, we just finished a 3D digital scan of the entire ship. So you might have even read about the Titanic and how that was just done yes. for the Titanic. Well, we had just completed that um, several months ago. And because we have that now, that's a platform for us to be able to do augmented and virtual reality. Um, why that's so important to us is that there are spaces here one could never access, like our engine room or our boiler room. And so we will be using those methods and those technologies to access that. We are all also opening up 7,000 square feet over the next several years of what is the uh, ship's sick bay, the hospital. And so, yes, and it it's begins in its pathway with the ship's barbershop and the post office, um, which the post office was the center of morale for the sailors on the ship. And then the hospital, which includes the operating room and this incredibly barbaric operating table. It's frightening to think about getting operated on on these moving, you know, on the moving seas. You think about the experts back then and, and how astounding it probably was. Uh, X-ray room, the pharmacy, the soundproof room for hearing tests, um, and the recovery space with all the bunks. So we'll be opening up all of that and also doing um, augmented reality for that. So then you can put on the goggles and really see how the men lived in the days um, that they were here in the different phases of service for the ship. That is really exciting. So how can people get involved? How can they find out more information? 
We are intrepidmuseum.org. Uh, all of the information is there. We love any support that can be given to us because it all goes back to serving um, our, our visitors, our underserved students who we bring in. We bring about 55,000 students in a year and we teach them STEM education. And the other thing that we have inside our steel walls, which not many people know about, is we are um, we are robust with access programs. And what that means is we will do programs for families with autism and other cognitive disabilities. Um, we work with those who are blind and deaf. Um, and we work with families who have dementia in the family as well. And so we will do things like sensory sensitive tours where we will lower the sound and dim the lights. And um, so there are so many things that we do. So all of the support goes back to these incredible programs. All of the volunteering, you can access volunteering information on intrepidmuseum.org, and, and we, welcome, we welcome the public to come and see what we do. Memorial Day, uh, a big ceremony here. Tell us about that. Every year, um, and it's a beautiful ceremony. It's, uh, we usually have about a thousand people, and we have civic and military leaders who speak. We unfurl a flag, um, we have a three volley rifle salute, and we have a flyover at the end. And the meaning of all of this is to commemorate and honor those who uh, made the ultimate sacrifice for our country, for our freedoms, for our nation. Uh, and it's, it is truly, uh, it's truly a beautiful, um, bittersweet, and um, solemn commemoration all at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So important. Uh, you know, if you can't get here for Fleet Week, I highly recommend visiting the Intrepid Museum. And Susan, thank you so much uh, for doing this. I, one more question. I mean, you're the first female president. That's impressive. Thank you very much. I, uh, I really feel grateful for really any opportunities that we're all given. And, uh, and again, it's just been an amazing 20 years, and I look forward to more. Me too. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for all of this. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Frank Russo is the president of the New York Council Navy League and a U.S. Navy captain. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you very much for having me on board. What does Memorial Day mean to you? You know, I, we got to remember what Memorial Day is. It's to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice to our country and protecting our country. And I know it's all about the beginning of summer, picnics, fleet week. But in the end, that's what Memorial Day is. Remember those people. Those, And we all have relatives, parents. My dad served. My mom served. You know, they didn't, luckily they didn't die, in, you know, in conflict. But they took that chance, you know, they, they could have. And it's to remember those who did. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's important. What made you to get, get into the Navy? Uh, it's kind of funny. Um, my dad served in the Navy during World War II. My mom served in the Air Force in the early 50s during the Korean conflict and watching the show Victory at Sea. Ah. And then I eventually said, you know, I always wanted to. I actually worked as a civilian for a couple of years and said, nope, I got to go do this. Wow. And did it. What do you tell kids? Like, my 14-year-old is already talking about wanting to serve. What do you say to parents like me and to the kids that are thinking about something like that? You know, it's, it's, it's a great experience. Because, one, even if you don't make it a career, and let's face it, most service members don't, but you have a chance to do some things that you will never do as a civilian. 
you have a chance to grow up. You get a lot of responsibility, a lot of training. We do talk about the discipline. It is, you know, in the structured environment, but a chance to grow. And, you know, people say, well, what about the danger? Yes, there is that aspect of it. No, let's be real. But let's face it, most of us don't have to worry about that. And to me, I had a chance to see the world. I had a chance to be part of history. And I had a chance to make a difference. Fleet Week, it's important, 35th anniversary. Um, what are the highlights for you? The highlights is these ships coming in, seeing the sailors, Coast Guardsmen, Marines on the streets of New York, God help New York, <laughs> and but seeing those guys and seeing the way the city just embraces them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk to sailors and I tell them I'm from New York, they remember Fleet Week and the great time they've had. So that's what this means to me. Yeah. And it's a chance for sailors to interact with New Yorkers and for New Yorkers to interact with sailors, Coast Guardsmen and Marines. I've been here 20 years and Fleet Week is always very exciting. And I think now more than ever, uh, New York needs that. Absolutely agree. You know, we need something that's going to bring us together as a, as a country, as a city. And I think this is a time that we, look, let's put our differences aside. We're supporting the best men and women this country has to offer. And that's all that needs to be said about that. What is it about the Navy? <laughs> there is no other service, but in my mind. But, you know, that's a good question. Um, we all have our reasons for joining our particular services. We're all very, very proud. There's always that bit of inter-service rivalry. It's all good nature. And in the end, we're on the same team. I just fell in love with the Navy, you know, as a kid, you know, listening to my dad. Well, my dad didn't listen to some of his stories, watching Victor at Sea and just looking at ships, you know, and just that's that was the only service I was going to join. And this day is so I mean, this weekend is really important. And you talked about Memorial Day. Um, What does it mean for the veterans? I think those of us who actually did the put the uniform on recognize the sacrifice of those that we try to remember on Memorial Day and what they did and be thankful that there are men and women who did that. Yeah. Tell us about uh, the Navy League and uh, the pres- you're the president of the New York Council Navy League. Tell me what that does, how long that's been going on. Absolutely. So the Navy League was actually founded in 1902 here in New York City at the urging of President Theodore Roosevelt as the United States was starting to build the Great, the great White Fleet and starting to be more present on the world stage. Uh, we're organized, uh, we have, you know, just south of 200 councils, mostly in the United States, but also in Europe and in Asia. And we're here to do three things. We're here to educate the public and advocate for the services with, with our elected officials. We're here to support fleet units. Here in New York, we primarily do that with the Coast Guard, but also Navy and Marine Corps, as well as U.S. Flag Merchant Marine. And then we also support youth programs in the high schools. Uh, New York Council Youth supports Navy and Marine Corps Junior Rossi programs in, in the New York City area and over in Nassau, and Young Marines and Sea Cadets. Mm-hmm. Now, during our Fox & Friends interview this morning, you presented me with a challenge coin, which brought tears to my eyes. Tell me about that and what that means to give someone a challenge coin. You know, it's a tradition that, what I understood, started back in World War One, uh, and uh, as a way of recognizing service and a way to, to express gratitude. And to me, you know what the most important thing about the challenge coin? There's only one way to deliver it. It's a handshake. You can't just hand it to them. You have to shake their hands. So it's that interconnection, that personal touch. That's what, bring, that's what to me, that's what makes these coins so, so meaningful. And when people come up to you and say thank you for your service, what do you, what do you, what goes through your mind? Uh, I, I, 
you know, it's, uh, I always say it's an honor. It was an honor and, uh, or it was a privilege. And, uh, I'd say thank you and appreciate what their, their sentiments. And the ships that come up in uh, this beautiful Hudson River that goes from Battery Park all the way up to the George Washington Bridge. It's hard to put into words what that looks like. You have to experience it, you know, and look, television, don't get me wrong, it's great to watch on television, but to be here and watch those ships come in, watch the sailors manning manning the sides, it's just, you know, it's to me, it's touching, yes, very touching, yes, absolutely. And we, you know, this has been uh, several years, starting with a pandemic, where the city and the country was shut down. And this seems like the first year where it seems like we're back to where we were before. It does. Uh, we're almost back to where we were before with Fleet Week. We got 2,400 sailors, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen invading our city. <laughs> God help us all. In a good way. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> And you tell me about they. Everyone has a story afterwards, right? Oh, or a few. <laughs> you, you're not a true sailor if you don't have a few stories. And we'll just leave it go at that. I love it. Well, listen, Frank. Thank you for your service and for being here today, and for the beautiful challenge coin that you presented. It was. It, it's well, hard to put into you, words. Thank you to Fox and Friends. Thank you for being here. You go to our website, nyNavyNavyLeague.org/fleetweek. Okay. And thank you for having given me the opportunity to tell our story. Thank to be you. continued. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks to Frank Russo, Rebecca Parks, and Susan marinoff zausner for coming on the podcast to salute our servicemen and women taking part in Fleet Week here in New York City this Memorial Day weekend. And just a reminder of what Memorial Day represents, because I think sometimes we lose the meaning when it comes to family gatherings, barbecues, and parades as the unofficial beginning of summer. Memorial Day was originally known as Decoration Day, and came together in the years after the Civil War. It became an official federal holiday in 1971, and many Americans will honor this day by visiting cemeteries and memorials to honor and mourn our military personnel who died while serving in the armed forces. We are grateful for all those who protect us in the past, in the present, and in the future. All those servicemen and women with a serving heart. We thank you. And God bless you. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.